0: Hello, Christian Singles. Welcome back to Single Plus. If you are not subscribed, go ahead and do so on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also follow Single Plus on Instagram at mysingleplus, as well as the blog mysingleplus.com. And if you are being blessed by this ministry, I'm inviting you to become a patron. You can start a seven-day free trial with Single Plus on Patreon. After that, it will be only $15 a month, and the price is definitely a no-brainer for all of the resources that you are going to get from my Christian Singles Library. So it is filled with archived courses to help you thrive in singleness while also preparing for marriage. There's also bonus podcasts that have never been heard before, bonus blog posts that have never been read. So if that is something that you would like to have at your fingertips to refer to when you are needing encouragement, when you need reassurance, then go ahead and become a patron. And of course, by you becoming a patron, you are helping me as I continue to share what it is that God has given me to help encourage you in this singleness journey. So without further ado, let's get on to today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast episode Single Plus. My name is Daria White. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This will probably be the last episode, and then I will definitely resume episodes after the wedding. I am definitely, I think it's like 11 days away from the ceremony, 11 or 10 days roughly. And there's been a lot of prep work. There's been a lot going on, a lot of transitioning, a lot of adjusting, a lot of challenges as I am definitely making a huge, huge life change. But I am so grateful to God for the journey. It has definitely been a miracle to watch. I'm still mind blown of how God has wrote this story. And I just wanted to use this time to do some reflections. So I may call this engagement reflections, not sure. But I kind of wanted to share some things that I have learned so far in the engagement stage. And I hope that it will bless you. And maybe you can glean some wisdom from it as Maybe you're in the same season, maybe you're looking forward to that season, maybe you're still in the early dating phase and you're thinking like, okay, can this possibly lead to engagement with this person? But I wanted to, again, just share my story in hopes that it will bring encouragement to those of you who are looking forward to this happening in your life as well. And rest assured, if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. I don't consider myself to be one of God's favorite children that he decided to favor with a husband. That's not how God works. Sometimes it may feel that way when we see other people getting what we want ahead of us. And we're like, okay, God, I'm trying to be happy for them. Absolutely. (laughs) But did you forget me? Did you, you know, did I do something? No, I, I can't explain why God's timing works the way that it does. But I can rest assure you that if you have professed Jesus as your savior, he is for you, not against you and he will bring things into fruition on your behalf all right so i didn't really plan this with specific points i was just i was just thinking of maybe just sharing some things that i was thinking or feeling so one thing that comes to mind that i have learned in engagement which i think for those of you that are already married or if you've been married can attest it definitely challenges your individuality. Now, I do believe that you should continue to grow. I remember the late Doctor, uh, the late Doctor Miles Monroe, saying that you never stop being single, and not that you don't honor your marriage, but how singleness is defined in the dictionary—it's whole, unique. And you definitely need to keep that up even as you're married. Don't lose what is unique about you. Don't, don't lose what makes you special. Don't lose the essence of who you are just because you are getting into marriage. Absolutely. But when you are in a marriage and you are in a relationship that's leading to marriage, it's not just about you anymore. And I remember seeing a post in a couples group that said, has anybody gotten a revelation that when they got into the relationship, how selfish they were? And it really made me think, I didn't think necessarily that I was a selfish person. But when I thought about it, I'm like, it definitely is a possibility because I'm used to, you know, me, myself and I. I'm used to doing things the way I prefer. I'm used to, you know, just me. So having someone else come into my world, it's like, okay, I have to consider this person. I have to regard this person. And it seems silly, but it's just that practical because sometimes we're not as aware of it sometimes we're not as conscious of that because again when you've been single for a long time and again you you haven't had to regard anyone else it, it is a different world it's a different it's a different way of thinking so i'll never forget listening to a talk by one of my favorite pastors Uh, Pastor Jerry Flowers, he did a talk with his wife maybe about a year ago because I know it was prior to them having their third baby because they just had their third baby a couple months ago. So it was probably a year ago that they did a talk called Help My Marriage is Dying. And I think it was in that video that he said that in singleness, it's typically me, myself, and I. But when you're married, and I know I've mentioned this before, but I think it resonates here again, it's we, us, and ours. So I'm learning how to think with my almost husband, we, us, and ours. Like it's our money. It's our way of thinking. This is what we are going to do. This is what we decided. This is what we agreed on. I'm not used to talking like that. <laughs> now, it is interesting. It really is. And I do embrace it because it is nice to have someone who you're on the same page with. It is nice to have someone like, okay, we, we share the same values. We're in alignment about a lot of things. So having that unity is important. Having unity in your relationship, in your marriage is so, so, so important. And that doesn't mean that you're going to agree on everything because we don't. And even in counseling, I'm so glad that we are very, very self-aware of not just each other, but also ourselves personally. So we're not going into marriage with this naive idea that, no, we're never going to argue. We're never going to disagree. We just love each other so, so much. No, that that is not us. Okay. We're definitely one of those couples who are like, look, uh, we disagree. We definitely have our challenges, but we know why God put us together. We know that Our relationship is bigger than us. Our relationship is not just for romance. Yes, we have our fun. Yes, we have the romance part of it. But we also know that, look, whatever it is that God has called us to do together, which we'll discover as, you know, as the years go by, but God has put us together to give him glory. We live in a generation that is becoming so disheartened and weary in dating. People are wondering, when is it gonna happen for me? People are losing faith because like, I thought I'd be married by 20. I thought I'd be married by 25. I thought I'd be married by 30. I thought I'd be married by 40. I thought I'd be married by 50, 60. Hey, I'm almost 70, I'm 65. I mean, we live in a world that's becoming so, so worn out. So when you see marriages that God is still putting together, There are some that, yes, it may sting, and some may not be ready to see it because they're too fragile emotionally. Like, okay, I just can't see another engagement post. Okay, I can't see another marriage proposal. I I just can't. Some may not be ready to see it because, again, they still have some healing to do because, again, they're like, God. I just can't handle it because it's not happening for me. But there are some, when they see those posts, it's encouraging. When they do see someone sharing their testimony, like, wow, God, you did it for them. I know you can do it for me. It's hard to watch. It's hard to be on the sidelines sometimes. But God, if you did it for them, you can do it for me. And that's the people that I want to encourage. I pray for those who are hurt. I pray for those who are like, I I just can't look at it. But I can't not share my testimony because i never know who is going to inspire and it's sad that some married couples feel shamed some not all But I have seen it to where some Christian singles, and again, I think they're just speaking from a place of pain. So again, I'm not dismissing it. But there are a lot of Christian singles out here, most of them, they find themselves, you know, talking about the married couple. Like, okay, I get it, but you don't understand what it's like to be alone. You've been married for so many years. And it's like, look, they're just sharing their story. They're just sharing their story. If you don't like it, you don't have to respond. You don't have to follow them. Yes, some absolutely mean well, some don't. But we we need to stop shaming. Both sides need to stop shaming. You know... Because there even are some married couples that shame christian singles make it sound as if you know well you know maybe you're too picky or maybe this is going on or maybe you need to do this or maybe you need to try this or you know it's just got and, and, and we say all these empty words and christian singles feel even more discouraged right so i think both sides need to stop shaming one another and both sides need to show more compassion towards one another but as i'm stepping into this new role oh my god i can't sit down on what it is that you've done for me in my life because i'm afraid of offending someone or i don't want to make someone feel bad because they're not in the same position as me honestly that's not my fault that is not my fault but my prayer is is that lord whoever hears my story again that they will be inspired that they will be encouraged and that's really what i want more than anything at my wedding i've shared it before yes there'll be food yes there'll be fun yes we'll celebrate both sides of the family his side and my side will be coming together as one but I want the presence of God there more than I want anybody else at this wedding I want God's presence there I want people to feel his love there I want people when they hear the vows that I make with my husband like wow God put these two together like wow Jesus is in the center of this relationship wow this is a miracle I want people to see that more than anything else but It can be challenging. So I definitely do not want to deceive anybody and say, my life's been absolutely perfect since I got engaged. No, (laughs) no, it's just a different season of life. And I said this on a recent live, but I'm serious when I say the assignment has changed. The assignment has just changed. Obviously, I've gotten to a point in my life where God's like, okay, Dara, you've completed singleness. With what it is that I've called you to do, singleness is now complete. Now with what I've called you to do, you need somebody along with you that's going to help you accomplish my will and you two will do it together yes it's our choice yes we have free will the bonus is that we love each other but we both know okay this thing is bigger than us and that would be the second point that i've learned so the first one being you know becoming one and while you're maintaining your individuality you're still merging your life with someone but two i would definitely say your relationship is bigger than you if your relationship is just surface level and all you care about is just being booed up for christmas no, okay. Nothing wrong with being booed up for Christmas. Nothing wrong with having someone for Valentine's Day. Nothing wrong with that, right? But as Christians, we know, okay God, this relationship has to have a purpose. How are we going to give you glory together? How are our lives merging together? How is that going to be a reflection of kingdom in this earth? And again, I don't know specifically what God has for me and my husband to do. Specifically no, but we do know is that okay God, God has us together for a reason and whatever that reason is, we're to cling tight to him and he'll show us how to cling tight to each other. We know that, hey, I can't love you unconditionally without Jesus. He knows that. I know that. I'm like, look, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never been a wife. (laughs) Like I've been honest about that. So like, Lord, you're going to have to show me. But I know that it's bigger than us. It is so much bigger than romance. It's so much bigger than having somebody so that you can change your Facebook status. It is so much deeper, and I see that this is a covenant commitment. This is a lifelong commitment. And next to accepting Jesus Christ, this is the this is the second most important decision you'll ever make. Who you decide to do life with is so 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 important because they are either going to propel you in your calling, or they're going to stop you and derail you. And. Nothing can hurt your heart more like a relationship. There's a lot of pain in this earth, but nothing quite compares to the emotional pain of a relationship, regardless if it's in in a romantic sense, whether you are damaged from childhood with your parents or caregivers, whether you have an estranged relationship with your siblings, maybe you have an estranged relationship with extended family members. Nothing can hurt you like a relationship. And God knows that. And guess what? So does the enemy. So where does he attack in the relationships he attacks in the relationships and we can see clearly even with christian dating and singleness he attacks this area too because what do i keep hearing from christian singles god it, they're just, it doesn't seem to be any good Christians out here. I hear from the men. There's no, like, where are the Christian women? And I hear from the women. Where are the Christian guys? Are there no Christian guys? They don't want to commit. Why is every time I try to get serious, you know, he doesn't want to do this. Or I say I'm waiting and he says he's a Christian, but he still wants to sleep with me. The enemy is using every tactic that he can get to bring confusion and to bring, to where people are discouraged and why does he want you discouraged because he wants you to settle he wants you to settle for less than god's best he wants you tired he wants you worn out so that you'll just take whatever you can get just so you can have a warm body next to you that's what that's the world we're living in women and men some are finding themselves settling just to say that they have somebody because the truth is you can get married by tonight if you wanted to, you, you can go on one of these apps that you know are not legit and you can convince somebody tonight to, ha- to be married by this evening. You can conjure up whatever, marriage of convenience, whatever. So it's not a point of just getting married. That's really not what it's about. You want to be with someone like, Lord, I want to be with someone that I can please you with together. I want some lord I want someone lord who's going to see me the way that you see me. I want someone lord who's going to help me thrive, who's going to help me get better and grow and be everything that and be everything that you've called me to be. That's what you're looking for and that's what is worth waiting for. And I can attest that when you do, God will definitely blow your mind and it may not check all of your preferences. Cuz I wasn't expecting my husband to be outside of the state. Like some of us think that our spouse is going to be in our area, in our city, in our church. What if they're not? Are you open to that? Long distance is not for the faint of heart and some may not need to do it. Fine. I have no problem with that. But let's not put God in a box and think that God can't do it. Because if you both are committed to each other, you can make it work. It may be challenging. You may have to get creative, but you can make it work. So those are two big things is the marriage is deeper than romance to again with realizing that it's merging my life and it's we us and ours now and i also i think one thing one final thing that comes to mind is you're creating a new family and we did discuss that in counseling how hey how i was raised and how he was raised It doesn't mean that my way is all good and his way is all bad or vice versa it just means okay with how i grew up with my values with my morals and we bring yours to the table with your values and your morals how can we create a new family and it's okay you can make your marriage whatever it is that you want to be as long as it's not sinful and as long as it's honoring to god but that realization came to me it's like god i admire so many marriages my parents have been married for over 30 plus years, I think, I think they'll be married for 40 years this time. I think it'll be March of next year that my parents will have been married for 40 years. So I definitely grew up seeing what it's like to, you know, stay in the marriage and hang in there. And I've definitely seen other couples that have hung in there for 20 plus years. So I've seen it, but I'm also like, okay, Lord, I can admire that, but that doesn't mean that my marriage is going to be like that. I'm going to have to find my own rhythm with my husband. We're going to have to find what works for us. Why? Because we're all unique individuals. Yes, you can take wise counsel. Yes, you can take advice from people, pray about it, and see what the Lord leads you to do. But at the end of the day, it's your marriage. It's your relationship. And that really resonated with me. I'm like, wow, this can be whatever it is that we want it to be. We can honor each other. We can love one another. We can support one another. And as long as we're honoring God, it's our marriage. We have the freedom to do what we want to do. So I'm like, that is something that I've definitely have had to wrap my mind around. Because again, there's so many examples out here. There's so many books out here about marriage. There's so much material out here and advice on blogs and podcasts. And it's like, okay, God, this is a lot. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, what is it that you two want to do? Ultimately, our guide is the Bible. And I'm not saying that there haven't been those that use the Bible as a guide to write their books to give sound advice. God has definitely led a lot of these book writers to give sound advice that are based off of scripture. But I can't expect that to have all the answers for me either. I can go to God and say, God, you know, this, this is not something that, one, I was expecting, two, you know, this is definitely something that I'm ill experienced. And, you know, I definitely did not want to. It's like, Lord, it's like, I I, want to do this in a way that honors you and realize that, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but you can teach me. You can show me how to love my husband the way that he deserves to be loved. You can show me how to honor him. You can show me how to respect him. You can show me, Lord, how to be there for him. And, Some things I can't do in my own strength. So be honest with God about that. So I hope that these reflections, again, have given you insight. Maybe you're in a similar stage. Maybe you're praying to be in the stage soon. Maybe you're in the early stages with dating and you see potential in this person. But I definitely encourage you to seek the Lord. I definitely encourage you to stay in tune with his voice. He will confirm it. He will confirm it. He will confirm it. He will confirm it. Don't feel like you have to go out of your way and try to force this relationship to happen. If it's yours, it's yours, and it's not going anywhere. I'll say that again. If it's yours, it's yours, and it's not going anywhere. So I definitely wanted to share that prior to the wedding, and I'll definitely pick up the episodes as soon as things get settled. God is still... um, god is still leading me to produce content for single plus that has not changed it does look different now as opposed to when i first started this podcast as a single woman with no prospects and now going to being roughly 10 11 to 10 days away from my wedding so i'm telling you god can turn things around for you i started this podcast back in 2019 i met my future husband in 2021. God can turn things around for you, so trust him. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. Trust God no matter what. It's not cliche, it's not empty words, it's not something that I'm just telling you just to tell you, trust God no matter what. And if your feelings aren't there yet, the blood of, Je- the blood of Jesus will cover that, okay? Ask God to align your heart with his. So, Lord, thank you for those that are listening right now. Father, I thank you for the story that you've written for me. And, Father, I pray that if, if it can inspire someone, encourage someone, I pray that it does that right now. Father, I know that there are those maybe listening to this, and it's like, I'm happy for her. This is beautiful to hear, but it's just, it's hard to listen. It's hard to see and witness because it hasn't happened for me. But Father, I pray that you just reassure them that my story is different from theirs and you are writing a unique story just for them. I don't know, Father, when breakthrough will happen for them, but Father, I pray that you will open their eyes for them to see what you are doing for them even right now in their singleness. Open their eyes, Father, for them to see the miracles that you're already performing for them right now. Sometimes, Father, we're so focused on what we don't have that we miss out on what it is that you are doing, just like I talked about in the previous episode. So God, I know for a lot of people this is difficult but father I pray for those that are encouraged by it I pray for those Lord who are like yes if God can do it for her he can do it for me God you are not a respecter of persons God you don't show favors we are all your children we are all heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ and we have an inheritance we have a calling And we belong to you, Lord God, we are chosen, we are redeemed, we are not forsaken, Father, you see us, you hear us, you know exactly where we are in this journey. So Father, I pray that as this podcast continues to move forward, that more singles men and women will be encouraged, that they will be uplifted, Father, sometimes challenged with hard truths, God, but Father, it's the truth that sets us free. And sometimes, Lord, we need to hear it, sometimes, Father, we need to be you know, put back on track because we're going so far down this road and we find ourselves complaining. We find ourselves in this cycle of negativity and what's not happening. And this is bad and this is bad. And when is this going to happen? And father, nothing wrong with expressing our feelings. You definitely give us room and space to express our feelings, but God, not to the point to where we're doubting you and your character. I pray, God, that whatever it is that we're going through, that we won't doubt your character, that we won't doubt your heart for us, that we won't doubt what you can do for us, God. You are still blessing. You are still bringing kingdom marriages together, Father. And I thank you, God, for those that do have the genuine heart and desire to be in kingdom relationships, God. I know that you are going to bring it into fruition. I believe you will, God. No, marriage is not promised to everyone. But, Father, if there is a true, deep desire, Father... I pray that they would surrender it first and foremost to you, trusting your timing. I don't know when it will happen, but God, again, if you can do it for me, I know you can bless others. And I pray that my testimony, Father, will once again inspire those who are feeling like it's a lost cause. It's not going to happen. But Father, it's not over until it's over. So I thank you for what you're doing and what you are going to do on behalf of your sons and daughters. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Amen. Thank you all so much. And again, thank you for following this podcast with me as a single woman. And I can't wait to see what God does in this new season of life. And again, like I said, God has kept this on my heart. So I will continue to share. I will continue to bring encouragement to you all. So if you're not a patron on Patreon, go ahead and do so. You can start out with a seven-day free trial. You'll get access to my Christian Singles Library. After that, it will be only $15 a month. And you will definitely, definitely be encouraged and blessed by the content that I have in there. And if you're looking for Christian community to connect, there's always the Christian Singles Hub on Facebook. There's over 7,000 plus members. We lost count, honestly. We get hundreds of requests pretty much every single week. And you would definitely be welcome there in that space. So you all stay safe out there. I will talk to you all after the wedding. I'll definitely catch you up on how it went. And some of the things that I, that I, I would probably say highlighted from the wedding and just how uh, new married life is going. So you all stay blessed, stay safe. God bless. Talk to you soon. Bye.